Hi there. It's Making Money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. Ron, in your career of uh, you know close to 40 years in the financial business, you, you, you've covered a lot of territory. You dealt with a lot of different products. You helped a lot of people. I'm seeing now, and, and this is not a new undertaking, but it's been around for a while, but I'm seeing it seems to be more prevalent. There's av- advertising now, a guy like Tom Selleck's out doing commercial for reverse mortgages. And the question I want to ask, are these for everybody? Certainly not for everybody. But take a look at the, the population. 32% of Canadian adults nearing retirement have zero savings. 32%. But a lot of these boomers have been very good at their forced savings. So they've made their mortgage payment. They bought a house. They paid it off. They don't have a lot of extra capital, and they're moving toward retirement. So they've got this clear title home, which produces no cash flow, and they're moving into retirement. Maybe they've got CPP, and they've got um, OAS or something. Yeah, yeah, OAS, and maybe between uh, a couple, they got between twenty and thirty grand coming in. But you know as well as I do, thirty grand doesn't go very far these days. So if you want to enhance your lifestyle a bit, uh, many people are looking at a product, like you say, that uh, Tom Selleck is promoting. And uh, you're seeing uh, a number of companies in Canada, like Home Equity Bank and Equitable Bank. There's only two in Canada uh, that are financial companies that actually support the reverse mortgage program. And what they're doing is they've come out with this financial product, and it takes a home asset, really, and turns it into monthly cash flow. And it does this by, if you're 55 or older, you can borrow as much as 55% of the value of your home. And what happens is the principal and compound interest that accrues don't have to be paid back until you either sell the home or you pass away. And after all this compounding has happened, if there's anything left, you get to split it. But the uh, essentially the financial company that gave you the loan has got first dibs on that loan. Now, you do have some responsibilities. You've got to keep the loan in good standing, or to keep that loan in good standing, you need to pay your property tax, you need to make sure the house is insured, and you've got to keep the house in reasonable repair. In other words, it can't be leaking or... or, Needs a new roof and foundations caving in or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to still have to spend money on it. There's There's still those costs that are associated with it. But uh, we'll give you some examples a little bit uh, further on here, but there's there's some positives to it, and there's some negatives to it. You know, like, as you were saying, it's really popular. the The amount of reverse mortgage has doubled in the last four years. It's still relatively small in Canada at about $3 billion. Well, I think proof of that is that the big banks haven't touched it yet, right? Yeah, and once the big banks get into it, if they get into it, generally that marketing machine that they have generally takes this to a higher level. So what do we, it's a hot product in some ways. It's a positive for some, but there's also negatives attached to this, right? Yeah. And so the, the two positives are it does gives you some cash flow. And it, if you become attached to your home, like you're 75 years old or 80 years old, you don't have long to live. You've got the kids that have done well enough on their own, 
the parents would like to stay in the property or, or you know, maybe they've got five years left and the home's worth four or $500,000. Well, if you can borrow 55% against it, you can probably borrow a couple hundred thousand. It's still enough to have someone come around and mow the lawn every week and uh, have someone uh, molly made or, or someone come in and clean your house regularly. But it allows you to stay where you are. You don't have to sell your stuff. You don't have to turn your life upside down. And frankly, in some communities like Toronto, you sell your home, where are you going to go? Rents are so high on condos, it often doesn't make sense. Or Vancouver's another example, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In other words, and plus, if you want to downsize, well, if you've got an older home that needs lots of repair, well, if you're going to downsize... You're going to have to pay up when you go into something else. Yeah, you might sell your place at $200 a square foot and end up buying a place that's a quarter the size you're paying five or six hundred dollars a square foot for so in some communities especially it's very very tough if you decide to sell your place to find a product or a place to live that's reasonable so I, i'm curious about this i don't know much about this but i've, I've certainly heard the term and I, I understand the concept but there have to be rates attached to this right uh, absolutely because lenders in the financial industry don't do this stuff for free and especially with these programs where the financial institution is not getting any money back until you either sell the home or you pass away, you'll find that rates are generally two to two and a half times higher than conventional mortgage rates. So recently, uh, mortgage rates have been around two and a half percent. Well, for a conventional five year, you've been able to find them that low. You're looking at some of the reverse mortgages right now for the same term are about five and three quarters. So this is, you're not getting this for free. And if you take a look at what this means, but so for example, if you had a $150,000 mortgage at an interest rate of five and uh, 0.74%, after five years, you'd owe $199,058. So roughly you have borrowed thirty. It's like a thirty percent. Yeah, you've, yeah, yeah. You've you've uh, borrowed a hundred and fifty, but at five years, you're now owing two hundred. Two hundred. So you've got the compounding working working against you. So it's like I say, it's not for everyone because you can end up having the total equity of your house literally taken away. So frankly, the worst of both worlds for a reverse mortgage holder is that real estate values actually fall. So when it comes time to have the house sold, and if you get into this program when there's high interest rates, so let's say interest rates go to 5%, it means reverse mortgages, the interest rate on them would be 10. That's really the worst world you can find, or the worst environment you can find if you take out these mortgages, because you can find virtually the value of your house completely chewed up and there's nothing left for you. So. Uh, reverse mortgages also might be the best choice for people who want to leave a large uh, inheritance for their beneficiaries. But there are times where this does make sense. And uh, if you want, I can walk through an example. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me hear one. Yeah. Well, uh, let's say you've got a house worth 750000 Now, in Alberta, that's probably high end. But in Vancouver, Toronto, it's probably got two-by-fours holding up the walls. So you have a house worth 750000 the real estate market, let's say, is growing at 3% a year. And in those markets, it's been much hotter. But a $750,000 home 
five years later, just 3% growth or annual appreciation a year would be now 869,000 or almost 870. So over five years, just appreciation on your house would be 120 grand. So let's say on this, you decided that uh, you want a little bit of whoopee, you needed a chauffeur driven Rolls that you wanted to drive around for a few years. So you went and borrowed $150,000 and let's use our example at 5.74%. Well, at the end of five years, on 150,000, you're going to pay almost 200,000 in, in in interest. Yeah, so you've got that. you've got $50,000 worth <clears throat> of costs. But because your house has gone up 120,000, you're still positive by 70, you know? So, if you're in a market where real estate prices are rising and you can get in in a market where where the costs are low because we're at millennial low in interest rates, that's where it really makes sense. Reverse mortgages are especially suited for, for people that belong to what I call the ski generation. Spend your kid's inheritance. Or if you're only taking a small mortgage and you're in a hot market, this can put a dent on what you'll have for your inheritance, but the real estate market's growing faster than your, your costs or you're taking a small enough mortgage. Uh, it could still make good sense. I don't like to be a negative nabob here, but let's talk a little bit about where you and I called home for a long time, and that's the province of Alberta, which has been uh, challenged for the past few years. Uh, the you know downturn in oil prices, and and we can go on and on about the reasons behind it. But I think if if you own real estate here now, we've been going the wrong way. So oh, yeah. this would not be probably a prudent move in this particular market. It's moved. definitely tougher here because frankly in Edmonton if you take uh, from you go back to December of 2018 you go back a decade last time I saw numbers is real estate's actually actually down um, six or seven percent I think. yeah six or seven percent over that period of time so you're and you're not only losing value because of the compounding, you're losing value in your in your principal. Your yeah. principal, your the value of your home, and of course, if anybody knows the political environment and where oil and gas is going to be going over the next uh, decade or two, I mean, if if it continually is eroded, the amount of oil and gas we use, you know, Alberta could be a, a tough place. I mean, if you want to see how bad things can be, go to some of the old, uh, go to northern Nevada and look at some of the old placer mining towns. They ain't around anymore. Yeah. So it's something that it's something to think about and give it some serious consideration before you plunge into a reverse mortgage. But if it is a situation, that's a startling statistic when you think that 32% of Canadians are going to retirement with no savings. That's one in every three people, right? Exactly. And, and frankly, if you've got other options, I mean, that's what happens. If people have other options, they take them. But if you find that uh, you have no debt going into retirement, you have, let's say, twenty dollars to $30,000 worth of pension, Canada Pension Plan, uh, OAS, and you need another maybe ten grand a year to get you over the top, you're, you're at a point where it really doesn't matter. You're later on in life. You don't have any dependents. You got. You're not acquiring to... anything anymore. Yeah, you're yeah. not acquiring anything. You don't have a massive lifestyle. Uh, you don't have kids that are going to need expensive hospitalization or, or subsidization. Yeah, you know, in you're in an environment where the market's been pretty good. Yeah, this this can fit. 
Okay, there you go. Reverse mortgages. A quick study here on making money. Questions? Reach us through the cfcw.com website or on our website, letsmakemoney.ca, and Ron and I will be happy to address them in upcoming episodes. We're back. Speaking of reverse mortgages and speaking of housing, we're going to start talking about real estate. And this is a big, big area, Ron. Uh, you want to make a comment on that before we wade in next week? Yeah, this is probably going to turn out to be four or five shows. We're going to be talking about how inflation affects real estate. We'll be looking at the drivers that push real estate prices up and down. We'll be looking at uh, buying raw land. We'll be looking at flipping houses. We'll be looking at rental properties and giving you checklists of some of the things you need to be looking at before you do it. We'll be looking at real estate investment trusts. We'll be talking about foreign markets and should you be buying in places like Portugal, for example, or the Caribbean. So there's a huge area and we've got a lot to cover. So if you're interested in real estate, I've had a very good history. I work for big developers. I've had companies that have flipped real estate. I've had I've had dozens of rental properties. I bought raw land. I've done virtually all of this. So I can bring some experience to the table, and I know Gord has some experience too. So this should be something where if you're thinking about, is real estate right for me, and how do I do it, we'll have some good ideas for you. That's coming up in the next installment of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.